This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young, your host. Today's guest is Olympic figure skating champion and dog lover, Tara Lipinski. Her titles are many 1998 Olympic champion, 1997 world champion, two time champion series final champion, and more. Her big first was to become the youngest ladies figure skating gold medalist, as well as the youngest athlete in any discipline to win gold. Today, with fellow figure skating Olympic champion Johnny Weir, Tara is the fashion and lifestyle correspondent for the Olympics Winter and Summer Games, the Kentucky Derby. They've even done a red carpet fashion gig at the Academy Awards, folks. I'm so excited to have Tara with us today, and she'll join us after a short break from our sponsor. So grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and when we come back, we'll talk sports, fashion, Olympics, and of course, dogs. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Want to know who the latest trendsetters are in Hollywood? How about Irish setters? Find out who's been spotted with Spot, chowing with their chow, and shopping for Gucci with their Poochie. Get the scoop on all the latest celebrity pet patter right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, we have a bona fide champion in the house today. We're joined by Olympic figure skating champion and fashion and lifestyle correspondent, Tara Lipinski. Hey, Tara. Hi, how are you? Good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Great. So before we talk Olympics or national dog show or anything, we have to talk wedding. Congratulations. Oh, yes, we do. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. For anyone who doesn't know, Tara recently married TV producer Todd Kapostasi. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's good. It's a hard last name, let me tell you. (laughs) Okay, great. I mean, I saw the photos in People magazine. It looked like a magical wedding, Tara. Really beautiful. It really was such a special day. It was so much fun planning the wedding and then just the week of having all your friends there, your family there. And getting to celebrate our love was was pretty magical. Absolutely. Also, the story of how you guys met was so cool. Really so fairy tale. Would you share it? Sure, sure. So I was um, presenting on behalf of NBC at the Sports Emmys in 2015. And I walked up on stage and presented one of the Emmys to Todd. (laughs) He won (laughs) 
several that night. And there's actually a picture of us in that moment, which is pretty crazy. But I didn't speak to him that night. I don't remember meeting him. He <laughs> he does. And he, he went home. And, you know, he's talking with his parents and, you know, they were saying like, oh, my goodness, like, did you know that your aunt, Chris Jansing, knows Tara and you should say something. And somehow Chris found out and put an intro email together. So a lot had to line up, you know, for me to be there that night for him to randomly take a vacation to Cleveland to see his parents afterwards and for that conversation to happen. But I guess it was meant to be. So meant to be. So meant to be. The universe totally aligned everything, which is really, really awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I got and lucky you, on that one. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, did you seriously go to Thailand, Vietnam, and all over Italy and Greece for your honeymoon? Yes, we planned a very long honeymoon just because we thought at this point in our lives, it's a good time to really travel and not just maybe in the future take vacations or when we have kids, you know, Disney mm -hmm. World, <laughs> mm -hmm. probably where we'll be going for a while. And we wanted just to see the world together. I've traveled quite a bit, but unfortunately, most of my travel always revolved around work and skating and competing. So I never really had a chance to to be a tourist and see the world. And over the last few years, it's been one of my passions to travel and it just inspires me and it is something that I love so much. So we thought that the honeymoon would be a great time for us to say, okay, let's cram some work in before the wedding and feel like we can take a good break and take this month and travel all over. And we saw incredible places and met amazing people and went to Thailand and Vietnam and Maldives and, you know, Italy, Greece. So we're now back <laughs> And, um, the Instagram, the what happened to all that fun vacation? <laughs> the Instagram pictures were amazing. I mean, this is like the ultimate honeymoon. Incredible. Okay, so I'm going to ask you like a couple of free association honeymoon stuff. Favorite places? Maldives for sure. If this is pertaining to the honeymoon, there was nothing quite like it. You know, you, you travel all over and you go to beautiful beaches, but the Indian Ocean. <laughs> spectacular yeah. and it was our very first stop right after the wedding so we have so many great memories there and we really enjoyed our time there okay uh, favorite foods on the honeymoon favorite foods uh, definitely italy pizzas where pizza and pasta <laughs> i know you can me. you can eat your way so through italy pasta, easily yeah so pasta every night in italy and there were times I did pasta elsewhere as well, but obviously Italy is, is probably our favorite memories for meals. Got it. City you had the most fun shopping in, and, you know, it could be one of them in Italy, but you never know. What's funny is I didn't shop at all. Oh, and wow. Okay. Not once during the entire time. We were doing tours and just walking around the city and eating. We ate a lot. <laughs> but for some reason, I realized that when I got home, I was like, I really didn't shop. I picked up a few souvenirs here and there, but I never actually at a shopping day. It's always danger, danger for me. I would have found like something in every stop, but you know, it's my I passion and I mean, it's I my downfall. I at home from Switzerland. We went to Switzerland for a few days and went to some fun chocolate factories, which I forced Todd to go. Yeah. <laughs> probably for 12 year olds, but I thoroughly enjoyed myself and I made <laughs> some chocolate. And um, we still have those memories in our, our kitchen cabinet right now. Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay, I'm happy now. <laughs> Let's talk sports. Anyone who gets the Olympics starts out pretty young, works incredibly hard. But you managed to win gold as the youngest athlete, not only in figure skating, but in any discipline. And you were 14, right? 
I was 14 to win my first world championships and national championships. So I was very young. And then obviously the next year I was 15 when I won the Olympics. And it was a bit of a whirlwind. But at the time, you know, I had dedicated my entire life as I knew it from three years old on to figure skating and spending my life in a rink. So all of those dreams that were coming true, you know, it felt like magic. Wow. And what was a typical day like for you at that time? I mean, it depended on the time period. When I was living in Texas for a while, when my parents had to move for my dad's job, we had to skate out of the Galleria Mall, and they didn't have a lot of ice time for figure skaters. So at 3 a.m., I would be stepping on the ice, skating from 3 till about 8, and then going to school and then skating afterwards. And then later on, when it was, you know, much closer to to the time when I was winning nationals and Olympics and worlds, we mm-hmm. were living in Detroit and at a beautiful training center. So there was a lot more ice time and they made it much easier on the skaters to, to train and, and pursue their dreams. But at that point I was skating, you know, from 10 in the morning till four at night and off ice training and ballet. And then, you know, would come home and have to have to go to school. So that was, it was a jam packed day back then. Oh my God. Yeah. And for somebody that young, it's, that's not easy, even if you're passionate. You started out roller skating like Johnny did, right? I did. I started roller skating and I was three years old and it was all for fun. It was for free Care Bear with my <laughs> little girlfriend at the time. So our parents took us there <laughs> and that's how it all started. And then in fine print, it said, you know, after 22 lessons or something crazy like that. And then that was it. That's how I started skating. Wow. Wow. So you you knew you wanted to skate seriously, figure skate seriously from three years old or so? Well, not seriously. I mean, I think I felt that I loved my sport so much and that it was more of a social activity then. And I really enjoyed going to the rink with my friends. And when I was a little girl, they would do so many club shows and you would dress up and I loved my coaches and it was more of a second family for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. so much a sport and it didn't feel like work. And, um, but I was progressing and then I started competing in roller skating and then I tried ice skating at the same time. And then, you know, probably by the age of six is when I knew like, oh, this is a little bit of a work, you know, like it's work and it's something that I love so much and I have dreams now. And, you know, I had watched Olympics and I had seen other skaters at the rink that I admired. And, you know, I set those goals, obviously, from such a young age, starting at six years old. (laughs) I knew, okay, I'm going to dedicate my time to this. And, you know, when you're that young, you don't really know what that means. And as you get older, realize how far do you really want to take this and how much you want to sacrifice and give up. And it always felt the same for me. I always wanted to go to the rink every day. I wanted to train. I wanted to get better. I wanted to win events. And I definitely wanted to become an Olympian. (laughs) That was, you know, the biggest dream I had had. Yeah. And you have to have that passion, right? And obviously the talent and the support system. And and I want to talk to you about that for a second. And, you know, I'm going to get a bit sentimental now, but I watched the video Todd put together for you that was shown at your wedding. And it was so, so beautiful, Tara. And as a mother, oh, you're welcome. And as a mother to a grown daughter myself, the part about your relationship with your mom, Pat, especially struck me. She must have been your rock during this time that, you know, was more and more exciting, but also tough and draining the years of training and competing. 
can you talk a bit about how your mom was there for you and the kind of relationship that you have? Yes, my mom is my best friend and she's she's always been my rock and always been the person that I go to to fix my problems and help me get through difficult situations and celebrate all of the victories and, and the great moments in life. And I think that, you know, that started at a young age and we created this bond from being in this, you know, unique sport. Mm-hmm. And she was the person that gave me the pep talks and supported me and taught me how to work hard and was there for every fall and was also there when the hard work paid off. So that gold medal is, is hers. Oh, <laughs> it, it was really beautiful. You know, if anybody listening wants to watch this video, it's so worthwhile to watch. And the link to it is in Tara's Instagram account. And Tara, you want to tell them what your Instagram handle is so people can see it? Yes, it's just my name, Tara Lipinski. <laughs> Perfect. Easy, easy. Let's talk Tara Johnny escapades. From helping sure. foot- Yeah, because there's lots of them. <laughs> From helping football player Danny Jones choose the right bathing suit for Rio, which, by the way, was hilarious, to donning matching outfits for the Derby, which was amazing. You and Johnny are definitely the dynamic fashion duo, hands down. How would you describe your fashion taste and how they complement each other and how they differ? I would say that we both love dressing up for, you know, our day job. We really enjoy matching and sort of putting on a show for the audience. I think our style is different a bit. Johnny will wear anything. He has such a strong sense of fashion and what he loves and what he wants to wear and what he sees himself that day. Uh (laughs) I feel like my fashion sensibility is probably a little bit different. But I think that's the great part of our partnership and the team that we are is that we we have our own personalities, but we're best friends and we have a lot in common and share a lot with our audience from our sport or from the Kentucky Derby. And we try to take them into what that event is really like and have fun with it. From a very sort of fresh perspective, which, you know, I think is what everybody loves so much about you guys. So it's a lot of fun to watch the two of you. As BFFs, does Johnny help you choose clothes? Do you go shopping together? We don't usually go shopping together unless we're on trips. We do live on the opposite sides of the coast, which is sometimes difficult and challenging, and I miss him very much, and he's on the East Coast, and I'm on the West Coast, but, you know, when we're away, say, in Rio um, during the Olympics, and we have off time, we definitely love to go shopping together, and I think I know what he likes, and he knows what I like, and we're good shopping teammates as well. (laughs) Very cool. So, what was the most outrageous outfit you ever wore, and for what? outrageous outfit. I mean, I don't think I've ever really worn anything outrageous. I feel like the Kentucky Derby, we always take it up a notch. So probably all of my Kentucky Derby outfits would be the most outrageous articles of clothing that I've ever worn. Other than that, I I do stick to sort of my true sense of self and what I would wear if I'm going to an event with friends and make sure that it's appropriate for the event that I'm at and, and sort of go with that. I do enjoy fashion so much, but I don't know if I ever go too, too crazy. That's not usually my style. Johnny does it enough for the two of you. Right. I <laughs> exactly. He's, he's, yeah, let, he's the star. Let him. <laughs> let You him both are, but he's, like, he's the peacock. He's the one who, yeah, you know, but takes it the, all the yeah, way up. I do the enjoy end. that. Yeah. He's yeah. the star of crazy fun fashion and it suits him so well. 
Absolutely agreed. So let's talk dogs. You both are big dog lovers. You have a black-footed retriever named Dublin, who is beautiful, by the way. How would you describe him? He is just my bundle of joy. He is my baby. Todd and I feel like we have a child with him. He is a lot of work. He's sort of, they call his breed the Peter Pan of dogs, and it's so true because W just never grows up. And he's a puppy every day, all day, and is just <laughs> gets into a lot of mischief. But he's so lovable, loyal. He's such a good snuggler, even though he's, you know, 100 pounds. He's the light of our lives. We miss him so much on the honeymoon. We just, all we ask for were videos. And he's, he's such a big personality. Oh, that is wonderful. I've seen some of the, some of your Instagram postings with him are super, super sweet. The recent one where you're like hugging him and, you know, it was something like uh-huh. he's home now where he's supposed I to be know, or something like that. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. It was really, really sweet. So you guys, you and Johnny are once again going to be correspondents at the National Dog Show. I, from Dublin's perspective, because you guys are so close. What's the best tip he's given you for co-corresponding the National Dog Show? Oh, this is a good one. I mean, Dublin is not shy, and he just owns his personality. He's always sort of, um, he does this thing, which we love, he's ruse. We call it ruing because he's very vocal. So I feel like Dublin would probably tell me, just go out there, be yourself, show off your personality. That would be mm-hmm. Dublin's advice, I'm sure. That's very sound advice. Good advice. Good for you, Dublin. What's like the one thing that he does that makes you guys' heart melt? I know there's more than one, but... The, the one- ruing. The what? The ruing is what we love. The ruing. What, we call it ruing. R-O-O-I-N-G. What's ruing? So, he <laughs> and he talks to you. Oh, my God. And it melts cute. our heart every day. Oh. Like every morning, he ruses. He is so lovable, and he's always trying to snuggle with you. And when he starts ruining, it's just hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, when he starts barking, then it turns a bit more annoying. <laughs> yeah, I, I have experience with that with my four barkers, almost all yeah. of them. Not fun. I know he's he's a big dog, so does he ever get to travel with you guys? He does. We um, use pet safe when we fly him so that, you know, mm-hmm. he's safe flying across the country and make sure that all the cabin and the cargo is completely air climate controlled and that he's getting water and food and getting walks. And um, so we feel pretty good with that. And he does travel since I have a home in South Carolina. He'll make that trek once a year and Mm -hmm. to see grandma and he loves South Carolina, but he, he's a pretty good traveler just because he's been doing it so long. We started sort of traveling with him when, when he was just a puppy. So when he travels, it sounds like going to South Carolina, I may already know the answer to this, but how does he roll? Is it luxury hotels, fancy towels, or nature boy? No, he's not too fancy. He just needs a pool or a body of water. <laughs> he so he loves to swim. For him. Cool. He loves to swim, and he plays by himself in the pool. It's the cutest thing. Like, he'll run in. A lot of dogs, like, wait for the ball. Like, he does love to play fetch in the pool, but he will just spend hours dipping his head in and then shaking his ears and putting his head underwater, and he is hilarious when he gets in the water. Did he end up participating in your wedding? He did. He did. We had this little bit where we sort of said that we couldn't find one of the rings. So he came to save the day and he had this little blue bow tie on. He came running down the aisle as they played Elvis's Hound Dog and he (laughs) saved the day and gave us the ring. 
Very, very sweet. A very, very important part of the ceremony. He did say yes, the Yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you said he wore a bow tie. It was a very, very special occasion. Dublin, I know you love fashion. I don't know. Is he so much of a fan or no? No, he really isn't. We tried to put a onesie on him during Christmas time. And we went to Montana where it was snowing. And we put snow boots on. And he didn't even know how to walk in them, which is hilarious. So he really, he's, he's more free. He just likes to, to have his own coat on him. Oh, natural. It. Yeah. Oh, natural. Well, yep. well, that answered the most embarrassing fashion moment for Dublin. Had to be the onesie with the Yeah, boots. he really doesn't have one. <laughs> right, exactly. His ears are really fluffy and, and they get all these crimp things. So sometimes if he comes out of the pool and then it dries funny, he sort of has these bozo ears that are very cute but he definitely doesn't find that embarrassing he loves it <laughs> you know he's free and you know comfortable in his personality giving advice like he does the guy's got to be comfortable in his own skin exactly <laughs> yeah i mean i understand that he was the subject of a tv segment kind of life of an la dog can you tell us about yes. that? Johnny and I took him, yeah, Johnny and I took him all around L.A. since this is where, you know, he lived most of the time. And we took him to the Malibu Beach. We took him to his favorite place where he gets his own food and water at one of the cafes here because L.A. is so dog friendly. And we took him to his groomers. So Johnny got a little peek into Dublin's life. And what was this for? It was for a piece for NBC for the Beverly Hills Dog Show. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. Okay, let's go back to the National Dog Show. What was the most exciting part of being a correspondent at that event for you? I think Johnny and I love it so much just because we're such huge dog lovers. When I was younger, I had five dogs at one point. Oh, wow. And Johnny is obsessed with his little handsome man. Yeah. And since that is such a huge part of our life, to be able to be part of this event that is celebrating these dogs, we just love it. And we get to, we usually are just interviewing humans. So when we get to interview dogs, that's the best part. Absolutely. And in terms of talking to people like the breeders, what struck you? Because breeders and their dogs, they have a very, very special relationship and handlers and the dogs that they handle. What struck you most about that relationship with their dog? Well, I mean, first off, I just realized how ill-behaved my, my dog is <laughs> because these dogs are just so well-trained. But I always find it so cute. I tell Johnny this is they, when they're, they're talking, the dogs will look up at their, their owners just with this like look of love and as if they're listening, you know, waiting for mm. you of what they should do next. But you can tell that there's obviously a very special bond that is shared there. And we just love watching it. Wow. Beautiful. Did you get to meet Gia, the Greyhound, who won Best in Show last year? We did. We what did. was she like? Um, I know. We get to meet all the winners, which is really fun. Yeah. I think what? we only had a brief moment. I, I think, I don't even know if we got an interview. I have to, I have to go back and ask Johnny, but I, I remember meeting her. Already, she's a superstar. You can't get the interview. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, when you win something like that, it's just diva. Talk to my agent. I love it. Exactly. Did you grow up with dogs and animals? Yes. Always had a dog in the house. And then when I was training, I wanted more dogs all the time. And my mom is like, no, 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 no. We're traveling. We're this, we're that. But somehow I always convinced them that one of the dogs needed a companion and a friend. And so at one point we had five dogs, but we were a big dog loving family. Nice. 
Nice, really sweet. So you guys are preparing to go to South Korea in a few months. Let's talk some Winter Olympics 2018. Have you ever been to Pyeongchang? I've never. I've never been to South Korea. And Johnny and I are just very excited just because, you know, four years ago we were in Sochi, but we were working for NBC Sports. And now to be on the network and be in the big primetime seat, we're We've been working for this moment for many, many years, and we're excited to start an Olympic season because those are always fascinating and filled with drama and a lot of fun for the viewers. So we're ready to cover it. And there's going to be more talk of not only the sport, which is first and foremost, but fashion and dishing about life. We can all expect that, right? I mean, we always try to bring that. But yes, in South Korea, I would say that's the main topic. We'll be figure skating and us analyzing every competition. Absolutely. I mean, you guys have worked into a rhythm now. You know, you've sort of co-commentated many events. What do you love most about being in that chair next to Weir? And how does he make doing this job a real joy for you? He's my best friend and I trust him. And that's very hard to come by in, you know, a lot of areas in your life and especially when it comes to um, a sport like skating, you know, that is, that is always difficult. And so to find someone that you truly, truly trust and knows what they mean to you. And, and he always has my back and we get to work together. So it's beyond fun. And it's one of those connections and bonds that I, I think can't be created in any other way than just by chance, like it happened with the both of us. Absolutely. Have you guys talked about what you'd like to do in any off time you have in, in Pyeongchang, having never been? I mean, we would love, we always would love to see the city, but we also know our schedules at these events, and it's pretty locked down with work from morning, morning till evening. Sure, absolutely. So outside of the Winter Olympics coming up, which is huge, what do you have coming up that we should know about? What do I have coming up? Usually in our off season, we get to work on, you know, solo projects and maybe even some things outside of skating. So there's some of those projects I'm working on. I'm part of, uh, I'm an executive producer on a show that was recent last year, kind of reworking that. Together, we're doing actually a lot in our off season, even though it's not around skating. Johnny's coming next week and we're filming something for Korea. And we, uh, we keep busy that way. We have a lot of projects we work on, but we're very superstitious always about talking about them till they, they come to fruition just because, you know, sometimes... I know. I hear you. I hear you. Absolutely do. Best places for people to follow you, Tara, and what you're up to? I would say that Instagram, Tara Lipinski, and on Twitter, Tara Lipinski, and that would probably be it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We're out of time. I really, really enjoyed talking with you. And thank you for taking the time out to be with us. Also, we'll absolutely keep our eyes peeled to the TV when you guys are in South Korea. So, yes, good thank luck. you so much. You're welcome. Wishing thank you, you continued success. It was great chatting with you. It was great chatting with you, too. And thank you so much for everyone listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. Mark, you make it sound great. We appreciate that. My passion is living stylishly and animal rescue. So tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, styles, and rescue stories I love. And don't forget to visit me at BarkAndSwagger.com where you'll find great fashion, shelter stories, and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, Bark and Swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. 
only on PetLifeRadio.com.